Hello and welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. Happy Friday, happy Saturday, depending on when you're watching this. I don't know. Happy weekend. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Saturday, May the 8th. We're already midway through May. Jeez, goes fast. Anyway, two DraftKings baseball slates on Saturday. As always, we have the afternoon slate. We have the night slate, which kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to focus on that one for this video seven-game slate. However, as you guys know, we don't start with DraftKings here. We start with Prize Picks, our presenting sponsor. Love those guys over at Prize Picks. Love the game too. Really fun. Single player over under props, depending on if you want to go single stat. Uh, we tend to just stick to fantasy point props here, but all a lot of fun. Really nice setup. And let's talk about two player props that I really like for Saturday's slate. And we're going to start with Kyle Lewis, uh, who is not exactly in a great place at the plate. Um, he does have a hit in seven of his last eight games after a multi-hit effort on Friday. Um, but you know, it's been slow since he's come off the IL. He hasn't exactly looked like himself. He hasn't looked like the American League Rookie of the Year from 2020. But we know that Lewis has a lot of power and he has a lot of potential. And this is the best matchup you could possibly ask for. Uh, Kohei Arihara, I've talked about it a number of times so far in 2021. This is the guy I will stack against every single time he is on a slate. For a minute, it looked like he might not make this start. I was having a little bit of an injury issue. Had to throw a bullpen a couple days ago to get the clearance. But it seems like he's going to go in this game against Seattle. And that is great news for anyone who likes the Mariners or wants to stack the Mariners or wants to use Kyle Lewis on prize picks. Again, his prop is seven points. So it's not a number that he's cleared a lot recently, but Arihar has been destroyed uh, by right-handed bats in particular. 3.29 home runs per nine to righties. The zone contact rate is high. So many barrels, et cetera, et cetera. I just think Kyle Lewis, who actually was moved up to the second spot in Seattle's order on Friday, if that happens again, there's a good chance he gets five plate appearances in this game, maybe three come against Arihara. Seven fantasy points is not a lot to ask of a guy if you're getting three plate appearances against one of the more contact-oriented pitchers in the entirety of the league. So I like the over for Kyle Lewis. I also like the over for Jose Abreu for a very similar reason. We're just going to pick on some inexperienced and, frankly, not that good pitching. Uh, Kansas City is sending Daniel Lynch to the mound on Saturday. Lynch has made one career start. It was his first career start above high A. So you can really question whether or not he's ready for this. Uh, but in his first career start earlier this week, Lynch was lit up. His expected ERA is over nine. Three opponent barrels in the 14 batted ball events he allowed in that game. Small sample, obviously. But that translates out to a 21% barrel per batted ball event rate which would be good enough to lead all of baseball had he the innings or the batted ball events to qualify. So didn't see anything that scared me in that opening outing. And even with all the injuries so far this season, Chicago has picked up right where they left off in 2020 against left-handed pitching. They destroy southpaws. They came into Friday leading baseball 
with a 300 batting average and a 138 WRC plus within the split. The guy who really leads the way, reigning 2020 American League MVP. Actually, we're going with a couple 2020 award winners here. I didn't really think about it. Um, Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu for his career, 149 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. Uh, career batting average of, let's see, 307. That's pretty good against left-handed pitching. Uh, doing just the same thing this year. No changes. Uh, 20 plate appearances so far this season, so not a huge sample for Abreu, but uh, 147 WRC plus within the split so far this season. I am shocked his fantasy point prop is only seven points. It really feels like it should be eight and a half or nine. Um, just given the track record, I would even say if you want to just double up on White Sox and just attack Daniel Lynch, uh, Tim Anderson is only listed at seven and a half fantasy points. So far this season, he's had weird numbers. He's hit righties really well, and he hasn't actually hit lefties all that well. But the the track record of Anderson's career suggests that he will continue to mash lefties. Uh, and this is a pretty good one to get a couple hits against, and he's going to be batting leadoff on Saturday for the White Sox. So I like both those guys. I singled out Jose Abreu because he's got more power, um, and the fantasy point prop is lower. Again, just seven. So over for Jose Abreu, over for Kyle Lewis. All right, let's get into that seven-game featured slate on DraftKings, which gets started again, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. So lots and lots of opportunity throughout the course of Saturday afternoon to get some lineups in. Um, this is a interesting slate. There's not a ton of like amazing name value pitching, um, at least when it comes to some recent slates where we've just had at least one or two guys at the top, maybe even pricing in at over 11k. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is on this slate. I I will say I don't think he's going to be popular after his last outing, so he might have a low ownership working in his favor. Um, and the Angels, they've been scuffling a little bit at the plate as well, dealing with some injuries and stuff like that. So he's viable, but, uh, I'm probably going to mostly steer clear. I might have a couple shares. Uh, the one guy at the top that I really want to focus on, and I know it's, it's kind of chalky and easy to just say, Hey, play the most expensive pitcher on tomorrow's slate. But Christian Javier has a really interesting matchup against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays have been hitting a lot better. As of late, even with George Springer back on the IL, uh, they got Teoscar Hernandez back. Uh, it, it sounds weird to say that they called up someone from AAA and it's a major offensive improvement, but Rowdy Telez is back on this team as well. Uh, that is better. If you were giving Rowdy Telez DH at bats over like Joe Panic or Santiago Espinal, it's an improvement. So this is a very good Jays offense. I would say it is a top third offense in all of baseball, but it is exceedingly, exceedingly right-handed heavy. Um, the Jays actually came into Friday's game leading baseball in right-on-right plate appearances. All their best hitters are right-handed. Javier has dominated right-handed batters so far this season. His slider is almost unhittable when it comes to a right-on-right situation. In fact, Javier has faced 48 right-handed batters so far this season. They have combined to produce just a 167 slugging percentage, and he has struck out 37.5% of those 48 batters. He's just dominant when he faces righties, and he's not going to get a more right-handed lineup than Toronto's. He's also pitching in Houston 
This split I care less about, but I still think it's interesting to note. Javier so far this season, 17 innings pitching at Minute Maid Park, zero earned runs allowed, opponents with just a 204, excuse me, Woba, and he's got a 34.4% strikeout rate uh, in those 17 innings. So I don't know. I I think the right-handed thing matters more than the he pitches well at home thing, but combine the two and it's pretty tantalizing. So he is $10,700. You're obviously going to have to temper how many shares you have based on how much you're spending elsewhere, but I do think Javier is very viable on Saturday's slate. Um, Lance Lynn is another, like, you know, upper echelon pitcher. He comes in at $9,500. Uh, second start since he was activated from the IL. The first one wasn't great, less than 10 DraftKings points. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how much he's trusted by people coming into this game. But, you know, I had a little bit of hesitation about using Carlos Rodon on Friday. Obviously, I regret that. He was dominant in his outing against the Royals. And the reason that I was a little bit hesitant was the Royals are hyper-aggressive, which usually means you know, good strikeout numbers, except that they don't often get into two strike counts because they're swinging so often the batted ball event happens with no strikes or one strike. Um, there was a stretch right before their start against, or excuse me, their their uh, their game against Shane Bieber on Wednesday where the Royals had the lowest strikeout rate in baseball across the past two weeks at just 17%. That That is exceedingly low. So, They're not necessarily a matchup where I say this pitcher is going to reach his strikeout ceiling against the Royals. However, Bieber ended up getting nine strikeouts in those six innings that he pitched. Uh, Rodon had eight strikeouts in his first six innings against the Royals on Friday. So I think if you're an elite strikeout pitcher, that just matters more, even if the matchup isn't necessarily ideal. So uh, the Royals also tend to strike out more against right-handed pitching than they do against left-handed pitching. Their team strikeout rate, 18% against lefties. That jumps up to 24% against right-handed pitching. So I think Lance Lynn can bounce back and have a really nice start against a team that is definitely having trouble scoring across the past couple of days. Uh, Someone who is more in the mid-tier, if you're looking to save a little bit at pitcher, very interesting name. Uh, Not a name that I thought I (laughs) I would be putting into a lot of lineups, in 2021, at least this early, especially considering how he looked in his first couple starts of the season. But Garrett Richards, $8,200. I do wish he was a little less expensive, um, but his last two starts have been very, very encouraging. Uh, 12 innings pitched, 17 strikeouts to just one walk. As impressive as the 17 strikeouts are, the one walk is almost the most important part of that because when Richards is blowing up and ruining your DFS lineups. It's usually because he can't find the strike zone. A little bit like Robbie Ray in that way. And actually, Robbie Ray has now gone three consecutive starts without a walk. So two guys who are kind of like kindred spirits. He's the right-handed Robbie Ray. uh, And I think you have to roll with him right now, especially considering Baltimore coming into Friday had the lowest WOBA any team in baseball against right-handed pitching at just 275. They also have the lowest OPS in baseball against right-handed pitching. They are struggling to score runs, to say the least. Team strikeout rate above 25% against right-handed pitching. So I think the matchup sets up super well for Richards. He comes in hot. Uh, He comes in probably the best form he's had in a couple seasons. So I will ride with that at $8,200. Uh, top stack, I think I already kind of gave it away. You could obviously roll with the White Sox. Um, it's not the cheapest stack in the world. 
just because most of the elements of that lineup that you're going to want to get in there, uh, whether it's Tim Anderson, whether it's Jose Abreu, um, it, it's expensive. It, it It is. So if you can afford it, my stamp of approval, definitely. However, a cheaper alternative to that would be the Mariners going up against Kohei Arihara, as I mentioned, just to really clamp down on Arihara and the struggles he's had so far this season. 9.33 expected ERA across 25 innings. That is horrendous. 15.9% uh, of the batted ball events he's given up so far have been barrels. That is a top three rate in all of baseball among qualified pitchers. 92.5% zone contact rate. So again, this is someone who struggles to get swings and misses when he has to pitch inside the strike zone. And that is the biggest red flag you could possibly have in baseball. High opponent contact rate. That's great in DFS. We love that. And lots of struggles with right-handed bats. As I mentioned, over three home runs per nine to righties. The top of this Mariners lineup, pretty right-handed. Uh, you got Mitch Hanniger at 4-7. I think he's a great play on this slate. He's just having a great season in general. Uh, Kyle Lewis, I mentioned, he comes in relatively cheap at just $3,800. That's great if he's going to hit second yet again. Obviously, if he's hitting second, that puts... Uh, France down a little bit. Uh, he was batting cleanup on Friday, so still perfectly fine. He's $4,500. Don't mind that at all. One, not, it's funny that he's not cheaper than Kyle Lewis, uh, but someone to just take note of that you maybe wouldn't normally. Uh, JP Crawford hit fifth on Friday against a right-handed pitcher. Uh, he actually hit a home run in that game. That's not something that I think is, you can expect from J.P. Crawford on consecutive nights, but if he's going to hit fifth, he's $3,900. That's a relatively good value at shortstop, a position where you usually can't find that much value below $4,000. Okay, before we get out of here, let's round this thing out with a couple bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and we're going to go back to some familiar themes here. Um, let's start with the Astros. The Astros on the money line on Saturday are minus 143. Uh, they are the home team, so obviously that number is going to be a little inflated. Um, but again, I just think this is a really good matchup for Javier. Um, he's just someone who dominates with that slider in right-on-right -right situations. And it's also worth noting, after a great start to the season, his first four starts were immaculate, Steven Matz has really hit a wall the last two starts. He's having trouble generating swings and misses. Uh, and if you're left-handed... Pitching at Minute Maid Park against this lineup with so much right-handed power, that's a tough way to live. Um, so right now, betting against Mats and betting on Javier in this right-on-right -right matchup, I think that's something I really want to do. So minus 143 on the money line. Uh, last bet, let's go to a team total, the White Sox. Um, I was thinking that maybe this would be 5.5 runs. It's not. It's 4.5 runs for their team total. Uh, that is minus 137. As I mentioned, they have the best batting average in baseball, 300 on the dot against left-handed pitching, 138 WRC+. Plus. That is the best in all of baseball. And I have no faith whatsoever in Daniel Lynch to be able to survive maybe even more than like two or three innings in this game. So I think the White Sox easily hit the over on that 4.5 team total. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. This episode, as always, presented by Prize Picks. I want to remember or remind you guys to remember that if you sign up at Prize Picks, if you haven't done it yet, when you're checking out and when you're depositing, use the promo code MMNMLB and your first deposit will be matched up to $100. So make sure to do that and make sure to tune in tomorrow for more 
on the Mayo Media Network. More fantasy baseball picks and bets. I'm Gary Thorne. I'll catch you guys next time.